Welcome to MuggleCast, your weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah. And I'm Laura. And this week we are going to discuss this big news about Johnny Depp leaving the Fantastic Beasts franchise. But before we get started with our discussion today, I just wanted to tell you about this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. If you have something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, I'd love for you to check them out. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Therapy is so important, and for too long, mental health was taboo to speak about. Nowadays, you see people happily share that they're in therapy, and we all know that it makes a huge difference. BetterHelp lets you speak with a therapist right from your own couch, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, so visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. For example, BetterHelp user Catherine said her therapist has been beyond helpful. And we have a special deal for MuggleCast listeners. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast. That's BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast to get 10% off your first month. And make sure you use that link so they know we sent you. Before we get to our Johnny Depp discussion, first of all, thanks to everybody who voted, no matter (laughs) who you voted for. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, a record turnout of voters this year. It's the the most people voting in any American election. And hey, why don't we celebrate by having another Harry Potter trivia night, Eric? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why don't we, Andrew? You know, the coolest thing about this, I, I was thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and you guys did really, really good with the spooky October Halloween themed Quizich Live. So I thought, wouldn't it be great to have sort of a Thanksgiving uh, celebration where you got, you know, around Thanksgiving, your family gathers around the table. Whose family do we know the most about in Harry Potter? And who is Harry's family? And it's the Weasleys. So we're doing a Weasley-themed Quizich Live in two weekends from now. We'll get the exact date, a little closer to the uh, to the day, but it'll be the weekend of the 21st. And join us for 60 Weasley questions. Well, Andrew, I'm just curious, though. Are, are you going to be okay doing this trivia? Because your your sentiments about the Weasleys on just a couple episodes ago, <laughs> I, yes. I don't know how you I really cut feel that about out of the this show. Thing. Oh, you cut it out. Oh. Yeah, I cut it out. It was too controversial for MuggleCast. <laughs> I basically said that I don't like any of the Weasleys. But yes, I will, I will soldier through this Quizage Live, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll learn so much about the Weasleys that I will actually like them again. Maybe that's why Eric's doing this. He wants me to like the Weasleys. Yeah, I'm going to convince Andrew. Andrew's just going to be triggered by the Weasleys. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just one other announcement before we get on. uh, It's time yet again for MuggleCast's patrons holiday gift exchange. This message is going out on the the main feed because I want to encourage everybody and let everyone know that each year our patrons get together and do like a secret Santa and it's mostly run by our longtime patron, Brittany. I want to thank her again. If you want to get on this, this is a really good opportunity. I know us hosts have also participated in the Secret Santa in years past. So it's mm-hmm. just a good time to spread some goodwill uh, and and love during the holidays. So definitely check that out. With fellow Harry Potter fans, I think Exactly, that's with key. fellow Harry Potter fans, mm-hmm. with our closest MuggleCast, you know, top fans. Uh, right. So it's in our Facebook group, our patrons facebook group but i wanted to 
bring that to your attention. Okay, so we did have a different episode plans for this week, but then, of course, this big news came out of the blue. Warner Brothers requested that Johnny Depp leave the Fantastic Beasts franchise. And it was a shocker on multiple levels. He's already appeared in two movies. He's still an actor. He doesn't have any health issues. Um, And he already started filming Fantastic Beasts 3. And then we get this statement posted to his Instagram saying that Warner Brothers asked him to leave the Fantastic Beasts franchise. And one of the big questions is, why now? Some people may know that Johnny Depp has been in a defamation case against The Sun. It's a British tabloid. After they described him as, quote, a wife beater in a 2018 report. And so this court case has been going on. He didn't like that the son said this about him. He said it was wrong. On Monday, the judge in the case ruled that he could not sue the son for defamation because, quote, this is the judge. The son had shown that what they had published was substantially true. And the judge also ruled that 12 of the 14 attacks that Amber Heard accused Depp of did occur. So this was very bad news for Johnny Depp. And we know, as we've spoken about on the show within the past year or so, Depp and Heard have been in court uh, fighting over uh, what occurred. And I think we've come to agreement here on the panel that both sides have some issues going on. It's not just one or the other. Fast forward to Friday when Depp announced that he was leaving the Fantastic Peace franchise. What do you guys make of these developments? Were you as shocked as I was? Yes. Yeah, definitely shocked. Do you feel like it was the right decision? (sighs) I mean, it it possibly would have been the right decision a couple of years ago, right? Like they, mm-hmm. th- these, these allegations are not new news. They are not, um, you know, and, and everything that had to be litigated as far as that marriage, like I would just go back to this statement that Amber and Johnny both released saying they both was it loved each other fiercely and had just had like, they both butt butted heads a lot, whatever that statement was, it seemed that they both kind of took mutual responsibility for a very precarious marriage. And we got all those quotes from David Heyman, I believe it were David Yates and JK Rowling and everybody at Warner brothers seemed pretty team Johnny on the whole thing. And, and just kept talking about his talent and what he brings to the series. And I think Rowling even said something like, the only person that can play Grindelwald is Johnny Depp, like just because he's so good. And they went ahead and filmed. And not only did they, like you said, Andrew, they inserted him in the, in the, at the end of the first uh, fantastic Mm -hmm. beasts, but then he played Grindelwald all throughout the second one. I just think to change signals in the middle of a play, you know, is, is a very weird call for uh, Warner brothers to make. Yeah. I, I, Agree with what you just said, Eric, from the standpoint that I think this was a decision that Warner Brothers should have made much earlier if, in fact, this was the direction they wanted ultimately to go in. They put him front and center in the second film. It is called The Crimes of Grindelwald. He plays <laughs> a major role. It, it it brings him right to the forefront of this story. And I think even going back to the first film, Though he was in it, they could have found a a better way to course correct for that story. Maybe they bring back Colin Farrell. Maybe they do something where they didn't have to progress in the story as far as they did 
knowing that this was still pending, that this was going to be an ongoing situation. It wasn't just going to go away after you know, a couple of court hearings, this seems like it's going to continue on for some time. Yeah. I think what's happened now is that COVID in particular, the situation has given them the time to reflect. It's given them the time to act because let's face it, we're right now, Fantastic Beasts should have already been released, the third f- film, had it stayed on yeah, track. Yeah, this month. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Has it, it, has it been that long? Yeah, so it's been two years since Grindelwald. Oh so I, I really do think that this these set of circumstances have allowed Warner Brothers to take this action, whereas they might be in an even worse situation had had they not acted. Um, because right. th- you would already have a third movie due out this month. And then how do you go back from there? I also just feel like Johnny Depp was the low-hanging fruit here. Like, I really, uh, based on, I agree with the points that Eric and Micah have made, you know, this decision could have made been made earlier. I don't think that anyone at Warner Brothers' minds have changed. Like, I don't think anyone has suddenly been like, oh my God. <laughs> He did what? <laughs> I, I don't think that's it at all. Yeah. I think that they are looking at a very troubled franchise. It's facing so many problems. They're having hell to deal with with the creator. Like they're having to think about how do we have a relationship with J.K. Rowling, given all of the waves she's created in recent history, plus the quality mm. issues with the second film, the fact that this third movie has been pushed back so much. And I think that in sort of like evaluating what their issues are and what they can actually deal with, Johnny Depp was the most obvious thing. I think what Micah and Laura says I I have trouble agreeing with because he already started filming Fantastic Beasts 3. They were okay with him going into filming of that. They didn't want to stop. And now they're going to have to reshoot everything he already did with a new actor and get that new actor up to speed with this character. And, you know, this is just an embarrassing moment for Warner Brothers and the Wizarding World franchise. I think, and Micah was getting at this point, what happened was he loses this case. And like Micah said, he's going to continue to be in court for months and years to come, not just to appeal this ruling, but other issues, there's just going to be this nonstop drumbeat of negative headlines around Johnny Depp for the foreseeable future. And and this ruling was just the final straw for them. Mm. They said enough is enough. We, we made a mistake and we just got to no, cut ties I, now. I agree with you, but I still think that that makes him the low-hanging fruit because... The other person that there continues to be negative headlines about isn't somebody that they can sever ties with. Right. She's right. writing the movies and they, they rely on her for the world building and the consent to be able to make these films. Uh, and that money. And the money. Let's, let, let's I, not forget, I, though, too, and, and somebody raised this earlier with respect to J.K. Rowling, but it's also true of David Yates in that both of them have come to the defense of Johnny Depp throughout the course of the situation. So. I'm just curious, was this decision enough to sway their opinion in the direction of asking him to step down from the franchise? Or were folks like J.K. Rowling and David Yates not even involved in this decision? I would have to imagine they were to some extent. I bet David Yates really isn't. It's up to Warner Brothers, I think. 
and J.K. Rowling. It, I think it is important, kind of to Laura's point, to look at what controversy exists and surrounds these films. If you do view this franchise as like a sinking boat, and the boat will sink less fast if you throw weight off of it, than this Johnny Depp controversy, which they're sure, sure to be asked about at every like red carpet premiere um, from now mm-hmm. till the end of the movies. And that, you know, now they just have the JKR stuff to worry about. But even then, if you guys remember, like even the cast of Fantastic Beasts, like Eddie Redmayne came out against the JK Rowling controversy and yeah. said some things that were very, and I think um, Dan Fogler as well too, like, you know, you have a, a a movie series you're trying to put out where the main cast disagrees with the creator um, politically or on certain issues. And this Johnny Depp stuff was just entangling all of that. And I think to Laura's point, like that was just the easy weight to throw off the the mm-hmm. boat. Do you guys remember how you felt when Johnny Depp was cast when we found out he was going to play Grindelwald? Because I think another thing to mention here is that he was never a particularly popular cast member for Fantastic Beasts. I don't think we were particularly overjoyed. I mean, he's, of course, a big actor, and I recognize and respect that he has a lot of fans. People love him in the Pirates movies and some of his other work. But I think a lot of people were disappointed in the casting because it just felt like a box office choice. Right. I think I even said on a previous episode, like, I felt the the strength of the actors that aren't Johnny Depp could have propelled butts in seats. They didn't need a huge casting, you know, like just rely on the cast you've already got. You don't need this mega star in the yeah. film. But what I remember also, like sort of anecdotally, I think once we saw the film, I remember our reviews being pretty positive toward Johnny as yeah. Grindelwald. So yeah. that's that's the complicated thing here, right? Like there's, it's not necessarily a black and white situ- situation, just in terms of the acting and the performance that he delivered, I thought he was one of the best parts of a pretty bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, truly, still, that doesn't suddenly make his casting uncontroversial. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of the feedback we got sort of when we started posting about this, too, people were writing in and saying, you know, I don't feel like somebody should be professionally. Um, punished for things that for a troubled personal life, that this, this is something that like Warner brothers doing this seemingly as a result of this court case, which was a defamation suit, not litigating the actual, you know, abuse that may or may not have occurred. Uh, Should Warner brothers have really done this to Johnny for failed marriage? And also are they also doing this to Amber Heard for Aquaman? Remember, there's a huge property that that Warner Brothers has in the DC mm-hmm. Aquaman where she plays Mira. And are they asking Amber Heard to step down from that? Because that's mixed messaging if they're not. Yeah, I yeah. I do wonder. I mean, Johnny Depp has made it very clear from his you know statement that he put out on all his social media that he's going to continue fighting this case, whereas. I'm not sure if Amber Heard is or not. And that might be the difference that Warner Brothers is establishing. It doesn't make much sense to me. um, Because Mm -hmm. if the logic is that you're trying to save your franchises by not having people who are mired in the midst of a controversy involved, then it would make (laughs) sense to ask both of them to leave. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know what their reasoning is there. 
Also worth noting that WB did not fire him. WB asked him to leave the franchise. They were doing him the professional courtesy of inviting him to step down. I guess with dignity, it's his choice, you know? But WB was going to push him out one way or the other, no doubt about it. That's what I was just going to say. Him stepping down is effectively them telling him he needs to leave. And if he doesn't do it graciously, which he did on social media, they're going to force him out, which is just going to create more negative press than they probably want. So I think they probably found some middle ground here. Yeah. But you know what? I don't want to give them any credit for how they're handling this. No. (laughs) Because according to judges, he has done some bad things. And now they decide to give him the courtesy. I think it's just a professional Hollywood courtesy to save face just in case they want to hire him, you know, 10 years down the road for something else. Because WB is a big studio and he's a big actor. So they, they might be interested in him again. But he's just not somebody who can be working right now because he is not a good look on any of these movies or studios. Yeah, I don't think any moral credit is warranted here. I don't think this was a moral decision. I think it was about, oh, we've got this franchise that's already having some problems. What can we do? As Eric said, like, what's sort of like the weight that we can throw off of this sinking ship? (laughs) And honestly, I think... I think the next thing we're going to hear is that the franchise has been cut down. So, like, we're not going to get five movies. Mm, uh, man, you know, I think you might be right. And I do wonder if part of these rewrites has involved cutting this down from five movies to three or four movies. I have a hard time seeing them wrap this up in just one more movie. Just the trajectory of the story. It doesn't seem... I don't think they can rush it in one more movie. But, yeah, I think maybe two more movies instead of uh, five in total, and then move on to the Harry Potter TV series or (laughs) another movie film series. I think they just want to get past Fantastic Beasts at this point. But you also can't just end it without a conclusion because then that's a huge thing on the Wizarding World franchise. They're starting projects that they don't complete. And that's really bad for for storytelling, which is obviously so important in the Wizarding World. It's the 10th anniversary cover of Sorcerer's Stone all over again. They (laughs) they never did another one. You you also look at uh, the Divergent film franchise. Oh, yeah. They never shot the final movie because the the last one that they did did horribly in the box office. And I mean, we also have to face the reality that if movie three does do really, really bad, they won't make a fourth one. Story be damned, because it is just not in their interest to create this, create a potential fourth or fifth movie if they're not going to be making money off of it. Definitely, and and one thing I just wanted to bring up, and you know, if we're looking at the Harry Potter series, you look over the course of more than a decade. What were the problems that the Harry Potter film franchise had? Jamie Wellick getting busted for pot. Yeah, Man, that was when it. you compare. <laughs> When you compare that to what is going on now, not just with Johnny Depp, but also with J.K. Rowling. And Ezra Miller. Yeah, that weird video of Ezra Miller. Socking a fan. Right. Yeah. Nothing more has come of that yet that I've seen. But in totality, yes, this film franchise has some major, major problems. And I agree with what was just said. I don't know that this is going to five movies. 
They have to wrap it up, though. I really hope they wrap it up. It should have been uh, a book. These should have been books. <laughs> they really, I that mean, because w- there is definitely, I think the one thing Rowling has proven is that there is a story here, right? Like Dumbledore's relationship with Newt is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Not to mention I just, his defeat of Grindelwald and what that relationship was like. A book would be an interesting exit to take, but I guess they would have to go back and write Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2. In book form, not the script. We don't want the rest of the series told out in a script, please. And We've already dealt with that with Chris Child. And I know people are just going to laugh about the fact that I brought up Jamie Willett, but he was pushed out of the film franchise for getting caught with marijuana. Like, yeah. Let's just compare yeah. those two situations right now when we're looking at the charges that are against Johnny Depp and some of the things right. that J.K. Rowling has said. It it is nowhere close to apples to apples. Yeah, and I mean Jamie Waylett, I think he was he not only had it, he was growing it. Right. Which I mean, I don't know. Botany is a skill. At you know, whatever. He spent he spent too much time with <laughs> Professor Sprout. <laughs> if that happens in twenty twenty, I'm not sure he would be fired for it. No. But yeah. it, it wasn't as cool back then. And remember Dan Radcliffe came out against Johnny Depp a year or two ago. Remember that? He said, you know, uh, Jamie Waylett got kicked out of Harry Potter for doing something way less worse. And, you know, that was just another ding on the Fantastic Beasts franchise when Dan Radcliffe, former Harry Potter actor, is uh, coming out (laughs) against the Johnny Depp casting. Is this series cursed, you guys? Do we think that Fantastic Beasts is just doomed? Fantastic Beasts and the cursed franchise? And the oh. self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> I mean, COVID uh, stalled all film productions, but it just seems like this series can't catch a break. Wasn't it the, the yeah. very day that they were going to start filming, they shut down or the day after? It was like right around then. Yeah. I, from what I've read, it seems like they have gotten a substantial amount of filming completed already. You know, we haven't spoken about this yet, but Warner Brothers has also announced that the film is being pushed to a summer 2022 release date. So we still have basically two more years until this third movie is released. Man, man, it's two more years of not knowing what the heck is going on with Bunty. <laughs> <laughs> That's your big question, Laura. Uh, well, I have a lot of questions. Laura, after this. I didn't want to bring this up, but she's actually having a secret love affair with Yusuf Kama, and you're going to find oh. out about it in Fantastic Beast Three. So don't yeah. don't. It was actually, it was actually prophesized. Yeah, it was actually prophesized. The assistant and the half brother would come together under the full moon with the cry of an alchemy. It's a whole thing. You're going to find out. Mike has been on set. He knows what's going on. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. I. I was already, after the second movie, I was already like, uh, I think I'm over this franchise. Mm. (laughs) And now I'm just like, well, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. I don't want to sound negative. I just, the more time that goes by, I'm just less and less invested. (laughs) Maybe the Grindelwald casting will breathe fresh life into this Yeah, they get somebody really good for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Crimes of Grindelwald came out 2018. Right. You're looking at four (laughs) Four years years between movies for an already, as has been stated, sinking ship in in this franchise Mm -hmm. with so many problems. And it's just hard to think that you're going to 
keep that level of interest, whoever they end up casting for Grindelwald, sure, it may help. But I really just, I'm struggling now to see this franchise making it to the finish line. And that's why they need to be throwing us some bones. Give us the title while we're waiting. Give us some photos while we're waiting. Keep people excited. But you know what's really going to happen? It's going to be radio silence for the next year or so. Right. And then, you know, of course, they're going to promote it at some point. But it's going to be quiet for a while. And people are just moving on from it. You know, there's nothing else happening in the Wizarding World uh, franchise. You know, we've got the podcast and other fan created material, which is great. But 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 there's nothing official coming other than this video game and these illustrated editions. But well, we're we're going to talk about who should play Grindelwald now. We're going to get to the fun part of the discussion soon. I don't know about y'all. I could use a drink after the past week. Sure. Just one? Well, yes, actually, just one. Just a bottle? If you're of legal drinking age. Yes, actually. We have a new sponsor this week. Micah, let me do the ad. We have a new sponsor (laughs) this week, Usual Wines, who makes wines for the modern drinker. Listen up, Micah. Each bottle from Usual Wines is 6.3 ounces. That's a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine, okay? A nice big glass. No more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single-serve format and bottle design, Usual is always fresh. No more flat, bubbly, or stale rosé. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. The wines come from California's Sonoma County, that's wine country, and they have no additives in these wines. They are serious about making a great wine. On their site, you can read about the location, where they they make the wine, the soil that they use, that's very important, and the grapes they use to create a perfect wine. And like I said, they've got these awesome bottles that are single use and are bigger than a wine glass, because let's be honest, who just wants one glass of wine, especially this year? Usual Wines have a special holiday product as well, which was just released, Usual Reserve. This is their most special wine yet, hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa. This Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or just keep it all for yourself. Go check out their website at usualwines.com and use our discount code MuggleCast for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. Again, usualwines.com and use our discount code MuggleCast for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. Check out their website. Really cool idea. I Mm. love what they're doing with wines. I think this is going to be a popular one. I'm just going to throw that out there, especially (laughs) after the last week. Yep, yep, for sure. I like wine over the winter, I must say. So, Fantastic Beasts 3 now coming out summer 2022. And we had, to be fair, we had speculated that due to COVID, the movie might get pushed again. So, this isn't the biggest surprise, but hopefully, this summer 2022 date stays. And I guess they're not sharing an actual release date because there's so much up in the air right now due to COVID. Right now, they're just giving us that summer time frame. Who should play Grindelwald now? You know, Who should replace Johnny Depp? One quick thing I want to say is I'm glad we're getting another summer Harry Potter film. We have said mm. that that mm-hmm. that summer Harry Potter films are totally a thing they should, that they could and should do. And let's not forget this third film, we're supposed to go to Rio, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel it with the sunshine and the uh, suntan lotion and the coconut 
uh, little tiki drinks. Well, it, um, it would be winter down the there, though. And the green screens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I can't get too excited if they're not filming on location. Like, maybe if they were. And maybe they will. We don't know. But <laughs> with everything going on, they're totally shooting all those Rio scenes in front of green screens. Oh, no. Well. Okay. Maybe Newt and company just go to Rio and they're like, you know what? It's actually pretty nice here. And then that's the end of the story. They just retire to Rio. And they were never seen from again. All was well. The end. Goodbye. (laughs) 19 years later, everybody's got kids. They're still hanging out in Rio. Anyway, so yeah, that is a good point, Eric. Um, We love the Harry Potter summer releases. Those are some of the best memories, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so who should play Grindelwald now? I've seen a couple of popular suggestions let's just get the big one out of the way now con Farrell, he played <laughs> graves in fantastic beast one i want to hear you all explain why he should play grindelwald and then i'll tell you why this doesn't make sense i mean i what i know makes that sense he's... right now <laughs> <laughs> true he is a fan favorite and i also quite enjoyed him in the first film but i i too have found myself thinking how would this make any sense well in terms of the story because yeah, Let's not. I mean, the the amazing work that Colin Farrell put into playing what we thought was the character of Graves, but what which was in fact Grindelwald posing as Graves. Like I, but I've been clamoring for Colin Farrell to come back anyway as like the original Graves, you know, like because we never met that guy. It's kind of like an imposter Moody sort of situation where if Grindelwald has anything to do you know, in America still, or wants to fly under the radar, even though his cover has been blown, I could see Colin Farrell being his disguise that he chooses, you know, to go back as, as graves. I don't know that that's kind of where my thought process was on that. The reason I don't think this can work. And of course I too loved Colin Farrell in uh, fantastic piece one. And I think we were hoping we would see him again in, in the second movie. And so far we haven't imagine watching these films back and you see Colin Farrell playing Graves, and then starting in Fantastic Beasts 3, he's playing Grindelwald? If you watch these movies back, it's just not going to make sense. If you forget about the first two movies, and some might um, be in favor of that, uh, okay, that's fine. You're not thinking about Colin Farrell already playing somebody else in this series. But the fact that he's already appeared as somebody, and they can't change his appearance so much that you won't even recognize him. Right. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I think that Colin Farrell may have been more of a a knee-jerk reaction in terms of who we think could play Grindelwald. As you talk about it, it probably makes a little bit less sense. It would take a lot of creative writing on the part of J.K. Rowling and Steve Clovis to find a way to make it all work and and to make it work in most people's heads. So I tend to think, I agree with you, Colin Farrell, let's see him come back as Graves at some point in the future, not Grindelwald. Retweet. How about <laughs> this one? Jamie Campbell Bauer. He already played Grindelwald in the Harry Potter movies. Well, I've seen some people suggest this. And wasn't, I love glad, this idea. wasn't he in Crimes of Grindelwald too? In the flashback in the mirror? Was he? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the mirror. Here's the problem with, with, with that is th- then you're getting into a, a big age difference between Jude Law mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Jude Law is Dumbledore and then anyone else. Now, Grindelwald's actually the older boy. And I actually looked this up and found that Johnny Depp is nine years older than Jude Law. But Jude Law is now uh, f- doing the math, 1972. 
So he's now f- almost 50. Uh, so you need a guy, Jamie Campbell Bauer, I think is probably still in his early thirties. I don't think that works um, to have them opposite each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't discount the use of like makeup and prosthetics and things like that. But I do agree. Yeah. Like when you start talking about an age difference of like 20 plus years, it does get a lot harder um, I feel like if you've got people who are within a decade of each other, you can work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of hopeful that they would be able to age him up enough, but maybe not. It just it would it would just be so great because he's already played Grindelwald. I also think, you know, physically, him and Johnny Depp have very different appearances. Just just their size. Jamie Campbell Bauer, he's he looks like a pretty skinny dude. Last time I saw him, so just to go from Grindelwald to uh, or sorry, go from Johnny Depp to uh, Jamie would be pretty jarring as well. Yeah. What other choices? Are you- well, go ahead. The, the choice that that I like the most, and I actually tweeted this out, and this person happens to be a little bit closer to age uh, with Jude Law, and that is Pedro Pascal. And I think folks probably most know him from Game of Thrones when he played Oberyn Martell. And there's some similarities between Oberyn uh, and Grindelwald. I, I just like the fact that when Pedro played this particular character, he took over the entire screen. And that's saying something on a show like Game of Thrones, where you had so many great actors playing so many great characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point. The age does line up. They're within three years of each other, Jude Law and Pedro Pascal. Also, I love his work on The Mandalorian, for which you do not really see his face at all, except one little Take thing. off the mask. Take, Take off, the, off mask. the mask, Mando. <laughs> but I mean, that shows, right? His his body language, you you know his character. And so that would be a, a really good choice for somebody who commands the the screen, like you said, the way that Depp did with with his Grindelwald. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're right. I I think that that's a really good recommendation. I think the challenge that Warner Brothers might have here is finding the right actor and then having that person want to be part of this (laughs) franchise. That's a great point. No, and I'm... Would you go I mean, into not, a burning building to be part yeah, of Yeah, like I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, mean or dismissive about anything. It's just like it's it's had so much bad PR that I wonder, you know, this is another hurdle they're going to have to be prepared to jump. Yeah. I don't know. Money money goes a long way. Uh and I don't know if anybody would be really turned off about joining this franchise for one or two movies. I think the biggest turnoff might be that they might have to commit to multiple movies because that's a, that's a long-term commitment. One, one other thing worth mentioning about the character over in Martell is that he was a lover of all. And we know that we're going to get into a, a relationship here between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So I'm not sure if having that experience is, is a plus or a minus, but it's worth noting. Mm-hmm. So going into our Facebook comments here, uh, and and there's a lot of good examples of people who've like seen people in like long running series. So Robert Carlyle, uh, Rachel writes in Robert Carlyle, who played Rumpelstiltskin on Once Upon a Time. Uh, she says he nailed the charismatic but deeply flawed and morally questionable character in that role. 
And from what I've seen of that show, I agree. I think that guy is really good at what he does. Rachel said, I hope they get a German actor for the part. I think that would be a very good idea, mm-hmm. given Grindelwald. Uh, Greg mm-hmm. suggested Max Reimelt, uh would be an interesting choice. He's 36, German, and has played gay a few times. He's got intensity <laughs> and charm. Uh, yeah, Max Reimelt played Wolfgang in uh, Sense8. Uh huh. That was that was his big. So a little, little young, a little younger for me, but I think that that he'd be good at it. Steven said Tom Hardy. I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. choice. Tom Hardy's a bit of a chameleon. I feel like he he would be able to slip into the role as well. Who's this guy from Star Wars? I'm forgetting his name in the new trilogy. Who plays Poe? Oscar Isaac. I saw somebody suggest him. He's a uh, he's a fan favorite. He's very attractive and oh. <laughs> um, great actor. Mm. And people just love him in Star Wars. Also talk about a sinking ship or a problematic franchise, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> just he sur- jump from he one to another. Star Wars. He should be in Harry Potter next. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that said, the new trio in Star Wars is universally universally loved, I think. I've but, also yeah. seen a number of people staying along that Game of Thrones theme suggest Nikolai Coster-Waldo uh, for uh. Grindelwald. He is... Pretty much the same age also as as Jude Law. Danish, not exactly German, So, uh, but but at least in the right part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's phenomenal. A <laughs> couple people said Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> wow, that was just... Well, I, I love the method by which people suggested him because they're using... Uh, that photo of him from Guns Akimbo where he's, where he's desperately in a bathrobe holding, like brandishing these two guns at the screen. <laughs> Which is a great movie, by the way. If you have a chance to check out Guns Akimbo, Radcliffe is amazing in it. But yeah, it's it's they were super funny. I think they were like set photos that leaked of him mm. in a bathrobe with guns. And it was just like, man, what is Dan Radcliffe up to? You know to? what I'm thinking about now? And it's going to be so awkward. Crimes of Grindelwald closed with Grindelwald. Like, so you're going to go for watching movie two with a closing shot of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. And then you jump to movie three and like 10 minutes later, it's a whole new actor. It's going to be yeah. so weird. What, well, two things there. I wonder if they'll use footage they've already got of Johnny. To, no. I'm sure he got he, I'm sure he got paid for what he already filmed. Uh, but I'm saying use that to do like a transition scene. Like to do where he like changes his appearance or whatever. Yeah. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that because I read a couple different articles on this story and the CNBC article is ridiculous. At the end of it, it says, it is unclear who Warner Brothers is looking at to take on the role of Grindelwald. Explaining the change in actor will be easy as the Harry Potter world is full of magic and potions that can alter what people look like. Oh, They're not going to explain it through magic, in my opinion. Really? Well, well, hang on. No, no, because... Because they've already introduced Grindelwald as a master of disguise. They've actually done yeah. themselves a favor in that regard because Grindelwald used, you know, changed his appearance to look like Graves in the first film. They, you could almost do a Doctor Who thing where every film has a nude regeneration of, of Grindelwald where he looks different each way. That yeah, maybe at the beginning of a third movie, they shoot him like walking into the bathroom and then a <laughs> different person walks out. Yeah, Hermione comes out of the stall as well. <laughs> Thanks for buying the polyjuice potion off of me. 
I actually agree with Eric here, though. I, I do think the franchise has done itself a service in labeling Grindelwald uh, a master of disguise. Now, let's not forget the first film when we see the back of Grindelwald's head in that newspaper clipping. That was a really big tip off, I think, to a lot of people because they shot the back of Colin Farrell's head a lot of the same way throughout the course of that movie. I don't mm-hmm. think it's out of the realm of possibility that the third film starts with maybe what you're accustomed to seeing, the back of, let's say, whoever's standing in for Johnny Depp, the back of the head, and then they hmm. go in and they change their appearance somewhat. But what would be Grindelwald's excuse for changing his appearance again? He's on it the was road. time for a change, no, but, the th- but doesn't that cancel out what happens at the end of the first movie and the beginning of the second? Because you're saying he was hiding as somebody else. And it turns out the person he turned into wasn't even the real Grindelwald either. Oh, well, and you, you, yeah, you could make it like, I see exactly what you're saying. The flashback. You could make it like that really was, you could say that the Johnny Depp version was in fact his original true self. The one that Dumbledore fell in love with the young version of. You could keep Jamie Campbell Bauer as young Grindelwald, but then have him look differently from this point forward. And the idea is that he's changing his appearance to get more followers as he brings the world to an end. It's almost like a a Voldemort type of evolution, maybe. Where not that he's gonna yeah. look exactly uh, like Voldemort did, but let's not forget he, Voldemort's he's gonna starts, be missing a nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he starts as Tom Riddle, he becomes Voldemort. So yeah. Perhaps we're going to see something. Thing. Maybe we're going to see Captain Jack Sparrow. I would love that. Cast Orlando Bloom, <laughs> you cowards. Other thing to keep in mind is we ding uh, Rowling for relying on certain things way too often. And we would absolutely attack this series if they relied on Polyjuice Potion again or hiding as somebody else again. That trope has just been used so many times across the wizarding world it's tired so getting back to some casting ideas caitlin says thomas kretschmann would be great he's german and has experience playing the villain you might side with in this type of situation look the guy up most recently on penny dreadful as richard goss um he was in one episode of westworld as gerald and uh also dracula the tv series uh he played van Abraham Van Helsing. So that's pretty cool. Um, Matthew Curran says, just give us a film with more Newt and his animals and less of everything else. Cheers. Yeah, you know. Oh, so you actually want a Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're going away from that story, right? Like what if, guys, what if the Fantastic Beasts series were actually about Fantastic Beasts? Sorry, but the the interesting part of this franchise to me is this Dumbledore Grindelwald story. Uh, and it's about the Fantastic Beasts within all of us. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think we can leave casting there. Thanks to everybody who participated. I assume we're going to hear maybe by the end of the year, they got to fast track this because they got to continue filming and now they have to uh, reshoot with the next Grindelwald. So maybe we'll be hearing who will play him soon. Before we move on to a quick game of Guess That Book, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our third sponsor this week, 
Third Love. Third Love can help you find your new favorite bra with high quality, comfy styles starting at just $45. Just answer a few simple questions on their Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Third Love offers sizes in cups AA through I, including half cup sizes, and bands in sizes 30 through 48, making them the most size-inclusive brand I've ever heard of. And they stand behind their products. If you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. I've been wearing Third Love's 24-7 Perfect Coverage bras for the last couple of years, and they are heavenly. They're super supportive while still being mega comfortable with memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and scratch-free bands. That's because Third Love creates better bras that focus on what matters, keeping you comfortable. No shortcuts, no substitutions. And they have so many styles now from modern stripes to lace that actually feels soft to their number one rated classic t-shirt bra. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash mugglecast now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mugglecast for 10% off today. Great. Now it's time for everybody's favorite game show. Guess that book. Welcome to the hit MuggleCast game show, Guess That Book. On today's episode, these three contestants will try to guess what book these audio clips are from. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess we need to add prizes so y'all are more excited about this game. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't is... want it to be like last time where you pick something that's like somebody saying, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard to prep for. It's it's really difficult to find clips that, you know, strike that balance. Okay, here is the first clip. Harry did not think much of this idea. He had been intending to visit Madame Pomfrey, the matron, in whom he had a little more confidence when it came to healing spells. But it seemed rude to say this, so he stayed stock still and closed his eyes. Guess that book. Chamber of Secrets. I don't have a guess. Chamber of Secrets, I think it's when his arm breaks yeah. in the Quidditch match and Lockhart tries to fix him. Well, I'm sorry you're wrong. What? Wow. It, was half, it was Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 8, after <laughs> Harry is attacked by Draco on the train. Oh. Yeah, and Harry's debating accepting Tonks' help. Oh. Uh, you know what though? For I feel like we should get half points for the ring theory thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what was the negative or incorrect answer sound again? I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, Eric, come on, at least try and you know. I knew it wasn't what you guys were saying. Well, that's all. I didn't. Then there's six <laughs> other choices. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. All right. I promise not to give a non-answer moving forward. Okay, here's the next one. Snape can't prove it was you, said Ron reassuringly to Harry. What can he do? Knowing Snape, something foul, said Harry as the potion frothed and bubbled. Guess that book. Goblet of Fire. I think this is after Snape has accused Harry of stealing uh, ingredients. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. I honestly don't know. 
Yeah. It's like Goblet of Fire. I'll agree with Eric. That was very convincing. <laughs> but it was convincingly wrong. Uh, it was Chamber of Secrets this time. Whoop. Uh, oh that was the God. Dueling Club in Snape's class. I know that was a tough one because Snape's class, it's like every book. Potions, every book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got two more. Shutting the front door carefully behind him, he pulled off the invisibility cloak, draped it over his arm, and hurried along the gloomy hallway toward the door that led to the basement, a stolen copy of the Daily Prophet clutched in his hand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Guess that You're fuck. You're like preemptively no, saying we're just, wrong. No, you guys are going to get it wrong. I'm going to say <laughs> Order of the Phoenix because it said stolen copy of the Daily Prophet. When does he steal a copy of the Daily Prophet? When does he go to a basement? <laughs> Where the hell is there a basement in Harry Potter? <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was kind of a, a clue there. It was Deathly Hallows. Chapter 12. Harry getting ready to infiltrate the ministry. That's Magic is Might chapter. I was kind of on the right thinking. Okay, let's see. Can they get any of these right today? We have one more. Hermione shot him a look of annoyance. Sorry, I just think it's a bit spookier if it's midnight, said Ron. Yeah, because we really need a bit more fear in our lives, said Harry before he could stop himself. Guess that part. Deathly Hallows. This has to be Deathly Hallows. I'm going to guess Order of the Phoenix. And I'm going to just... Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it's after the tale of the three brothers, right? Micah got it wrong. Eric got it wrong. Laura got it right. There we oh. go. Yeah. Yes. That was Finally. during the tale of the three brothers. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, that's how we play Guess That Book. Thank you, everybody, for playing. Laura was the only winner today. She receives a bottle of usual wines. Woo! Well, the fun never stops here on MuggleCast. It's time now for Quizitch. So last week's question was, which minister founded the Department of Magical Law Enforcement? This was because we were having our politics episode, talking a lot about uh, Cornelius Fudge. And the correct answer is... Ulick Gamp. He was actually the first recorded Minister of Magic. And uh, we did get one correct email, one correct answer via email from uh, Carol Jackson. And then uh, a couple more correct answers over on Twitter, right, Eric? That's right. We got, uh, we heard from Lance Dance, Chelsea B, Bort Voldemort, Suze is so happy. Wonder what she's happy about. And William Walton. Uh, congrats, everyone who submitted uh, the correct answer. You guys ready for <laughs> You guys ready for next week's question? Yes. All right. Jamie Campbell Bauer, the actor, appeared on film with Johnny Depp in 2018's Crimes of Grindelwald, which we were just talking about. But in what film did the two actors appear together first? Oh, okay. Appeared together. They've been in the same movie before. So submit your correct answer to us over on Twitter at MuggleCast and use hashtag Quizich. Great. And before we wrap things up, we do have a chicken soup for the MuggleCast soul. It comes from Elizabeth, who says, hey, MuggleCast team, I began listening in 2009 when I first discovered Harry Potter as a middle schooler. I listened religiously until I sort of lost touch with the fandom in my late teens as the stress of the real world started peeking in. 
The other day, a Star Kid announcement popped up in my YouTube feed, which led me down a Harry Potter rabbit hole. I started listening to Wizard Rock again, watching old LeakyCon footage. Then I thought to myself, hey, I wonder what Harry Potter podcasts are now in rotation. I was excited to see the new generations of Harry Potter fans when the first result that pops up is you guys. Yes. As soon as I hit play, hearing you all talk again made me feel like I was with old family. Old, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> she doesn't mean it that way. We've been around for 15 years. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> You guys helped me a lot during those formative years, so it's great to have that comfort again as a 23-year-old. I've been stressed watching what is going on every day in the news and this timeline we are living in. So being able to pop in my earbuds and listen to you all discuss Harry Potter again has been such a blessing. I just wanted to say thank you, and I cannot wait to get into all these episodes I've missed. I have a lot of catching up to do, but it's the best catching up to do. And that is from Elizabeth. Great, Elizabeth. Well, please enjoy our vast library of episodes. And thanks to everybody who has listened to today's episode of MuggleCast. If you have any feedback about today's discussion, you can email MuggleCast at gmail.com. That's also where you can send us a voice memo. We would love to hear from you. Just try to keep your message about a minute long. We also have the contact form on MuggleCast.com and our voicemail line, which is 19203-MUGGLE. That's 19203684453. We would also appreciate your support on Patreon. It is the reason why we are a weekly podcast. And thank you for supporting us. You get bonus MuggleCast, a new physical gift every year, and much more. So thank you to everybody who supports us at Patreon.com slash MuggleCast. We would also appreciate a review. If you can't support us, on patreon that's okay support us via our advertisers or leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to mugglecast i'm andrew i'm eric i'm micah and i'm laura bye everyone bye bye, bye johnny depp <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>